Loading Erica's podcast. Five, four, three, two, one. Live from New York City, it's the Erica Finn Show. And your host who gets up close and personal with celebrities from the stage and beyond, Erica Finn. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. I am here today with pop rock powerhouse and Broadway star Rebecca Naomi Jones. Rebecca made her Broadway debut in Passing Strange, and after that went on to star in American Idiot. What a great show. You can currently find her playing the role of Hedwig's girl-slash-boyfriend, Utah, in the Broadway sensation Hedwig and the Angry Edge. Rebecca, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Congrats on your newest role. Now, you started, like, what, like a week ago, two weeks ago? I mean, this is brand new for you. This is totally brand new. Um, I actually started, I guess now it would be two and a half weeks ago, um, because I started with John Cameron Mitchell. I did the show two weeks with him, and now I've just started with Darren Chris. But to be honest with you, it feels like I'm in my first week now because um, it's really remarkable how different the show feels, just having a new a new partner, a new partner in crime, a new wife on the stage with me, just having a different personality and totally different staging. It, it's really amazing that it uh, feels like starting from scratch. So that's kind of exciting. Yeah, I can understand that. Like, I'm, I, you know, I had never seen the movie, but I saw the Broadway show when Neil Patrick Harris was in it, and I loved it so much, I'd seen it with every single person. And that's awesome. It is, it does feel like a almost... I mean, it, it almost feels like a new production every time because of everyone's totally. unique take on it. And um, people said, oh, you can see it five times. I'm like, there are people out there that have seen the show hundreds of times, you know? Yes. I mean, it oh, is yeah. a cult classic. Now, had you had you seen the movie or um, the play before you um, found out you were going to be getting this role? I was deeply in love with the movie. I had somehow missed the production at Jane Street, Um back back when I don't remember why I missed it because I was aware of it I remember being aware of it but there was some reason I missed it and um still managed to get my hands on the movie and um really really fell for it just fell deeply in love with John Cameron Mitchell's beautiful smart devastating witty writing and performance and also just the subject matter and uh just this piece about about a freak, really, about a freak who is on this journey towards, you know, self-acceptance and acceptance of others. And it's just a really complicated, beautiful piece. So, yeah, I fell deeply in love with that. So this is a nice, more than nice uh, arrival for me. <laughs> yeah. And what I love about this show is it's like, you know, it is about um, it's, it's about a guy, transgender. Um, yeah, it can apply to, I mean, I'm a 30-something heterosexual female. Like, you can get out of it so many different things, depending on I who agree. you are, what background you come from. Like, you know, whether totally it's self-acceptance or not fitting in even, you know, from in any area of life. Not, yeah. you know, it yeah. doesn't have to be something as extreme as that situation. Um, I totally agree with you. I think I think that is a power of really well-crafted theater is that it can touch people who are in completely different circumstances, but it can mean whatever it needs to mean for them. Plus, I mean, if you, if you listen to the music, <laughs> there's, there's no way you can't get involved in the heart of this show. Stephen Trash's score is so beautiful. 
Now, how did you find out you were you had gotten this role? Um, well, the, the way I found out is actually my wonderful management team called me and just <laughs> basically were like, well, here's a surprise of the day. You've gotten an offer to replace Lena Hall as Yitzhak and Cedric and the Angry Inch. I, um, I had auditioned for the role back when they were first casting for the for this Broadway revival and um, came very close um, to go into the show with Neil Patrick Harris. But in fact, um, one, one of the things that I had heard in, in the comments when I found out that I wasn't getting it was that I really had great chemistry with John Cameron Mitchell in my audition and that if, if he were to be opening the show, it, it might have gone my, my direction, but um, that Lena seemed to match with Neil Patrick Harris and uh, uh, that's not to say that that would be the only reason. I mean, Lena's amazing. But um, so that was a really interesting thing that it, it came back around when John was in the show. It came back around to me. So that was a really nice surprise and gift. Oh, that must, that must have been amazing. Yeah, you know, it's like, it's like when people say everything works out for a reason, yes, you know. absolutely. Because I'm sure it was, I'm sure you were really upset not to get that, especially if you're a huge fan of the show. I'm sure that was, you know, a huge disappointment initially well you know in a way yes but as I was saying to somebody yesterday when you're in this career you get so used to rejection I mean it's such a huge part of the job that in a way you can't ever think you're going to get the job and and when you don't get the job even if you 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 come really close it's if you you know it is a disappointment but it's something you just have and um and as you said, you, you always have to sort of keep in mind that things things work out for a reason. And that job was supposed to be Lena's job for that time. And um and so that's that's gotten so much easier for me as I've gotten older and more mature in this business. Um, you know, it was disappointing, but at the same time I uh I had been brought in last minute for the final callback. Michael Mayer called me and was like, you know, we weren't going to bring you in initially because you're not exactly the right type, in quotes. But um, but I've, I've been really curious to see what your Yitzhak would be like. And so I think because of that, the whole time I was uh, getting closer to the role, I was still keeping in mind that I was, if if I were to get the job, it would be going against type, which is sort of a big deal to open a very risky Broadway show with somebody who is a somewhat risky, uh, you know, risky type choice. So, um, so sure, it was disappointing, but at the same time, there were a lot of reasons that, uh, you know, helped me to sort of understand and breathe through that decision. And and going against type in, in what way? Well, because I'm brown really mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. i'm i'm half black and half jewish which actually really served me well in terms of playing this role but um yeah i found that really interesting when i was reading that in your bio because i was like yeah oh, so you can probably i mean growing up is not one but two minorities um, oh yeah yeah i would think <laughs> you were able to use that a lot in developing your character yeah absolutely absolutely i mean this character is a Croatian Jew and has been through so much um, war and violence and oppression and um, and now, of course, is in this wildly abusive, complicated relationship with Edvig. So, um, yeah, I can I can touch upon some things. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> how did you get? You know, you're in. You're in. You know, what's been called in the in articles of writing, you're drag king, right? You're you're dressed yeah. up <laughs> to play yes. Hedwig's boyfriend. How do you? And you did. I was telling you this before, um, right before we started taping, that you know, I saw the show Wednesday night. I loved it. I thought you were great in it. And I have to be honest, I wasn't sure because I'd seen it four times, and it was with the same. I was used to seeing the same youth talk every time. So yes, like, of course. Oh, I, I was used to headwig changing, but I wasn't yes, used to right. Utah changing. And it was—I thought you were fantastic, and I think you brought oh. something new to it. And um, and I think I love—I'm not giving everything away, but at the end, I love your costume at the end. And um, oh, thank you. <laughs> so I was wondering how you get in touch with your masculine side and well, develop this um, character. Totally. Um, I, you know, I had great help, um, great direction, and great help from our associate choreographer, Paul McGill, who um, who pointed out to me early in rehearsals that I have a habit of sticking my butt out. You know, I didn't know that as a woman, as Rebecca, that I stick my butt out <laughs> when I'm standing <laughs> at a microphone. And so I kind of had to, you know, relearn how to how to use my body and to actually do the opposite and stick my invisible you know what out instead <laughs> and um and that they was, give you padding for that right <laughs> oh i actually have a pretend a new appendage it's not oh, even padding really? it's, it's, oh. it's a very very um realistic appendage that i actually have inside my pants during the show which helps a good deal as well because i can feel it between my legs and so that that automatically makes me widen my stance. And uh, I also have a chest compression top that I wear. Um, but also just... Is that uncomfortable? No, it's not. They mm-hmm. they uh, they gave me one that's not, you know, it's not so tight that I can't breathe. But it, it does help. And, uh, you know, does I... Does it impact observe- singing at all? Like having something pressing like that right on your... No, because, mm-hmm. it, because it really is not, it's not terribly tight. It just does, it does enough of the work um, for me that that disguises my feminine ways. <laughs> but, uh, but no, it's not, it's not terribly tight. Um, and then, yeah, I just observed, I observed dudes on the train and dudes walking and, um, and just really took it back to the mask work I did at conservatory um, for college and just did mirror work and, uh, watched myself in the mirror as I walked and as I stood and, you know, was able to see what what looked realistic as a portrayal of a man and uh, just sort of got into the habit of that. And that really worked because now I'm very much in the habit of it. As soon as I put the costume on, which helps a great deal, I mean, the costume is very layered and heavy, and so that helps with the weight of the character. But... um but yeah, now once I get all of that on, I can't help carry myself like a man. So, um, is it sometimes yeah. hard to just turn it off? Like I know I had a roommate once that said "y'all" all the time. That's just a small thing, but I started saying "y'all" like nonstop. Yes. I pick up a little. I would don't know if I was having to stand and act like a man all night <laughs> when I take the costume off. I might just get oh. confused for you know. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I do find myself now tucking my butt in. <laughs> and hunching my shoulders and jutting my chin out. <laughs> and, uh, it's really strange. It's really bizarre. But you know what's interesting about it is 
a lot of low back pain that I'm used to is not affecting me recently. It's interesting. Like I think, yeah, there's something about, uh, about lady posture that maybe is what has been creating some low back pain, but I'll be honest with you now, now I've got upper back pain. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) So what can you do? You win some, you lose some. (laughs) Now, did you talk to, uh, when you were preparing for the role, well, how long did they give you to prepare for it? Like how Um, long did, before the, you actually started, did you find out you were going to be performing? Well, I, I found out months before, um, and Mm -hmm. even months before it was announced, but, um, but there was a little bit of confusion about when it was all going to happen, just based on when Lena was deciding to to exit the show. And so there was a lot of sort of like hurry up and wait, um, which was great because I was doing a play that I loved at the signature. So it wasn't like I was, um, you know, chomping at the bit or anything, but I, I was excited to know that I had this coming. And uh, I, uh, um, I eventually, uh, the timing worked out perfectly, and I closed that play, and I had a week off, and then I started rehearsal. And I had three weeks of rehearsal before I went into the show. But weird about that is is that because John Cameron Mitchell's version of the show is was so wildly different from the normal version of the show because he was injured, yeah. mm-hmm. um, I, I I had sort of a strange rehearsal process insofar as I rehearsed my first week uh, learning that version of the show. And then I had two weeks with Darren, Chris, learning his version of the show. Meanwhile, you know, a couple of days a week reviewing the John Cameron Mitchell version of the show and just trying to desperately keep that version of my head. And then, uh, and then eventually going into the show and performing that version. So that, that was um, a bit of a, a brain explosion for me, um, <laughs> to be honest, because because the shows are so different. So um, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of a lot of brain power. <laughs> used. When you when you auditioned for this show originally, um, mm-hmm. you you mentioned that they said that you had great chemistry with John Cameron Mitchell. Was that your first time really meeting him? No, you know, um, I was lucky enough to meet him years ago when I was doing Passing Strange that you mentioned, my first Broadway show, um, which actually also was at the Belasco Theater. Um, Oh, how funny. Yeah, so funny, right? Like, I do, like, German-themed musicals at the Belasco. (laughs) German-themed rock musicals (laughs) in which I play characters who are very against my type because I play, like, a white, white Dutch person and a white... German person in that musical. So things are, things are saucy for me at the Belasco. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I had met him then. At first we did that Passing Strange at the public theater. And that's when I first met him. I remember we had all kinds of exciting celebrities come and see the show. <clears throat> but I remember when John came, I was so starstruck because as I had mentioned before, I was so in love with the movie of Hedwig excuse me, I'm a little cold. And, um, and I remember when he came, I just got so excited because I love that show so much and I'm such a big fan of his. So I met him then and he uh, was such a supporter of that show and came to see it again uh, when we were up at the Belasco and was just so lovely then. But, and I, and I've run into him um, from time to time over the years since then, but hadn't really gotten to, um, spend any 
any quality time with him until this. So, um, what was working with him like? Oh, so exciting. Um, he is an incredible, gentle, um, generous, funny, sweet, charming human being. And, um, and was incredibly encouraging and, uh, you know, it was, it was pretty mind blowing for me <laughs> once I got through the nerves and the sort of anxiety of, uh, getting to do the show with him and not wanting to, you know, mess anything up. Uh, I would have these moments on stage with him performing origin of love and looking up at that beautiful artwork, uh, on the scrim in front of us and just have these incredible moments of exhale, um, you know, realizing how lucky I was to be performing this show with him. He seems like, at least, you know, I haven't met him personally, but he has a very calm, like, aura demeanor about him that's really, like, attractive. Um, Yes, I totally agree. Like, and he he seems like he can handle anything that's going to happen on stage. Yes, (laughs) you know, that's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. Our, Our amazing stage management team would uh would remind me of that actually in in those rehearsals when I would start to freak out about having two different versions of the show in my head and being afraid that I was going to mess him up they were always assuring me that no matter what he could handle anything and nothing would faze him or make him upset um because he's so great at using anything that happens on the stage and making something funny of it or just improving with it in any way and and making a genius yeah, art he, moment out of it. I'd never, even, I'd never seen this happen in a Broadway show. Period. But when I saw him perform during mm-hmm. one of the songs, there, a fight broke out, and two people were yelling at each other because one guy wanted to sing along to the show. So when the <laughs> oh my ended, god, they were still going at it, screaming at each other. And Whoa. he first was watching it. They were saying, "I can sing the songs if I want," and then eventually he piped in. And he's like, sir, please listen. Look at me. Look at me. And the guy didn't go and look at him. And so he goes, oh, my God. You shut up and you shut up. Because then he goes, you know, he goes, sorry. He goes, I love you and I love you now. You shut up and you shut up. And it just worked. <laughs> like, he has such a just great way about him that, like, yes. I was like, is this going to work? It did. They sat down and <laughs> the show <Yeah>. went on. <laughs> yeah, he's very smart and very sharp, you know. He's such a quick, quick, quick mind. Um, and it seemed to be more improv in his show than in any of the others I've seen. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I think comes from the comfort of knowing knowing the show so well because you wrote it and have lived with it for all this time that you have that um, that license, you know. <clears throat> now, what's been the – how has it been working with Darren? I mean, also really talented. Um, totally. How are it's they, been great. How are they how are they different um, performers? They're so different. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. they're both great guys. Darren is so lovely, so funny, also very, very quick. I'm really impressed with his ability to work on his feet as well. And, um, you know, I mean, we're in his first week of the show, of his version of the show, and so naturally things go wrong, little things happen, little technical things go wrong, you know, a microphone falls or something, and he's just so quick on his toes to make a – a funny comment about it and um um you know his energy is so different because he brings this whole other audience this younger audience um this younger energy and also he comes from 
this totally different world than John does. I mean, he's, um, you know, he's just led a completely different life than, mm-hmm. um, than I have. And then John did, um, you know, as a young person. And I think he brings with it just a completely different energy. Um, and a lot of teenage fans. <laughs> a lot of teenage, and a lot of teenage fans, fans, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of wild and super exciting, I think, to have this show begin to touch a, a different kind of audience. And um, and Darren also has immense respect for the show. He, he's loved the show for a long time as well. So that's really nice because um, you can feel that in his care for the work. Um, so it's exciting because he's got this wild, big energy uh, and is such a performer. I mean, he's a great, skilled, skilled, seasoned performer um, for somebody who's, who's young and who has done a lot of TV. He's very, um, he's very sharp as a performer and what a great musician as well. You you could totally see that. And I was there, um, I guess, Wednesday. So that was his first performance. And it was, I mean, I thought it was phenomenal. I think he was, you know, yeah, yeah. he he had an amazing performance. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited. And he does seem in some ways older than his years. I agree. There's just the level of professionalism and, um, just, uh, depth he brings to the character. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So I'm just excited for us to, um, continue to find our version of the show. You know, I'm sure that between now and like a week from now, it's going to be a completely different, more marinated event. Um, so, yeah, I'm thrilled to be working with him. And he's also just a lovely person, really kind and um, respectful. So, Now, it's such an upbeat, high-energy show. What do yeah. you do before it? Like, what's your pre-show routine? Well, um, I always like to, when I can, I've been taking it a little bit easy this week because I'm under the weather, but uh, I always like to do a little bit of, at least a little bit of physical exercise earlier in the day just so I get my blood flowing and uh my body ready to move um and then I like to do a vocal warm-up I prefer to do it a couple hours before the show um but sometimes if we have rehearsal all day or something I'll do it um closer to performance time um so I make sure I do about a 25 minute warm-up that includes tongue stretches and um breathing exercises to make sure my lungs are ready and open for all of the breathing work that's involved with singing so much. And um, I usually do a warm-up that Liz Kaplan, our vocal coach, taught me um, back when I was working with her as well on American Idiot. Um, And and then also I just drink a ton of water and throat coat tea and, um, and, uh, yeah, just try to get myself centered, do a lot of hip rolling and, just try and get my my body and voice warmed up and ready for the event. <laughs> yeah, sorry you're feeling a little under the weather. So like a day like today, what do you uh is there anything that you swear by? Oh, Any uh Yes. Um well I gar I always think that the home home rem- remedies are the best. So tons of garlic and ginger and apple cider vinegar, um and a lot of water. So I made a tea that actually again to name drop Liz Kaplan. Liz Kaplan taught me how to make this tea with just a ton of garlic, ginger, scallions, and cinnamon sticks. 
throw a ton of that in water, boil it, and simmer it for a while, and it makes this very potent <laughs> tea. And then you can throw honey in there for bringing the taste out, and it's just great for you. It really opens you up. I've been drinking a ton of that, uh, gargling and swallowing uh, apple cider vinegar, and then just as much water as possible, chicken soup, Jewish penicillin. I do believe in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, (laughs) and uh, yeah and also just try to relax you know I think when you're not feeling well it's so easy to get stressed um, about not feeling well uh, and that's like that's the worst I mean I think in order to sing you have to try and relieve yourself of tension so um, the best thing to do is do all of those things, everything you can do, and then just relax and hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, I would think it'd be hard, especially like on, I mean, like yesterday you had two shows, right? Like you have them back-to-back, uh, basically. No, that's actually today. Today, today we have two shows. Today. Yeah, we have a two and an eight, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, you know, it's it's uh, it's going to be what it's going to be, you know. Mm-hmm, <laughs> I guess like it's really a rock show. When you're in, yeah, when you're in a show, do you think it, it just makes you think a lot more about taking care of yourself just in general? Absolutely. I mean, which is always a good thing anyways. Um, Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. Especially a musical. Um, just because your body is your instrument. And um, so, you know, you you wake up thinking about your instrument and you go to bed thinking about your instrument because mm-hmm. it's all you've got. Is there a possibility they'll extend the show past July and uh Sure, I think anything's mm-hmm. a possibility. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure, there's a lot of people out there hoping that's true. Um, I was wondering. I mean, I wanted to bring this up because it's it's so prevalent in the news right now. I was wondering if you and the cast have talked at all about this. Obviously, the other week um, there was the Bruce Jenner interview, and I think yeah, you know, we're all like at such a pivotal time of yeah. coming to find out about like transgender and what that means and transsexuals. Yeah. Um, I was just wondering, you know, your thoughts on that. Oh, well, we hadn't spoken about it at the theater, but I'm, of course, 100% in support of anyone being and becoming their truest self. And I think good for him and for anyone in his life who supports him. I'm, and by him, I mean her. Uh-huh. Good yeah. for her. Um, I think the world is going to be a happier, better place. Uh, the more happy people there are. So if Bruce Jenner is going to be a happier, more satisfied version of herself, then that's going to spread happiness and um, satisfaction around. I really, really believe that. Um, Oh, I, 100%. I, I agree with you. Um, yeah. We we were talking a little bit about this earlier, about, you know, like the different meanings for everyone in terms of a Hedwig, and I was wondering for you what the show means. Oh, um, I think... I think the show uh, is is a quest of a of an individual, complicated... Uh, beaten down human uh, to try and discover 
that human's best. Um, I think I think the show is about um, about this person trying to make amends with herself and um, with those around her and forgiving herself and uh, releasing herself from many years journey through pain and uh, self-discovery and in that um, breaking a chain of abuse and uh, releasing other people from their pain as well. I know that's sort of a very roundabout uh, way of No, it's a great summary of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, it's almost time to go, but before we do, I have a game I play with everyone. It's Oh. 60 seconds, it's called 60 seconds speed through. I'm just going to fire some questions at you, and okay. we have 60 seconds to get through them, okay? Okay, I have the All fear right. in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> New York City or L.A.? New York City. Are you a morning person or night owl? Morning. Three things you can't live without. Ooh, coffee, whiskey, love. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel? Ooh, good question. Uh, ooh, uh, ooh, Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> How do you de-stress? Um, coffee, whiskey, love. <laughs> <laughs> love it. What's playing on your iPod? Ooh, Joni Mitchell, Stevie Wonder, um, Alice Smith. I've got so many. Fiona mm. Apple. Oh, nice. One word to sum up your experience in Hedwig thus far. Uh big one thing you'd like to tell your 15 year old self you are enough Mm. one way you live life to the fullest every day what was that one way you live life to the fullest every day gratitude Mm. love it 60 seconds Rebecca, thank you so Boom. much for being here today. This is great. Oh, great answer. Thank I you. Love them. Oh, thanks. Love them. I'm so yeah. glad. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone go see Hedwig and the Angry Inch, currently playing at the Belasco Theater. Thanks for tuning in. We will see thank you all you. next week. And thank you, Rebecca. Thank you. You have been listening to The Erica Finn Show. We would love to hear from you. Contact the show with any guest requests or comments at Show at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter.